Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 1068, my interview with Anne Purcell, discussing kindness, meditation, and creativity. Enjoy. Hello, Anne. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you for having me here. We um, we connected back in 2016, and we had you on the podcast discussing transcendental uh, meditation. Yes, that was, I think, in connection to my first book that I wrote called The Transcendental Meditation Technique and the Journey of Enlightenment. Ah, the trans, yeah, I can't even say that word this morning. Transcendental Meditation Technique and the Journey of Enlightenment. That's correct. That's the book we discussed. And have you written any books? You've written a few books now, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've written two books of poetry and another book called The Power of Transcendence Growing in... Ha- uh, love, health, health, happiness, and love, and create growing in creativity, love, health, happiness, and love. <laughs> very good, very good. So, what? I mean, you, you're very you're a creative person. You do the meditation thing. What's um? What's your your mission in life? Or what's the? Where do you find meaning? Me, uh, that, what a great question! Thank you for that. I think meaning to me, ultimately comes with experience. Mm. I mean, certainly I find meaning with my family. I find meaning in nature. But unless you have fulfillment within, that that outer experience can, yeah. it, it can be empty. So I think meaning, real meaning starts with fulfillment within. And I find that the experience of transcendence is is an experience of fullness and wholeness and when you have that inside that everything on the outside takes on more depths and more meaning what is this experience of transcendence that you talk about how do we have that experience yes great question another great question transcend means to go beyond and with transcendental meditation, what you're doing is you're going, <clears throat> going beyond the surface thinking of our mind. The surface thinking is our to-do lists and what we're doing in the day and all those random thoughts that come in and out. But then we have a little bit deeper level, and that's maybe our intellect, which discriminates those thoughts. Then we have a deeper level, which is the level of intuition, which are is our fine feeling level. We just feel things, we get these feelings. No, I shouldn't do that. Yes, I should do that. These subtle feelings. So that's a deeper level, but even deeper than that is the transcendent. And that's the state of pure being, pure silence, wholeness. It's an unbounded state. And it's the source of all creativity. All creativity comes from within Mm. And the deeper you are and can experience that transcendent level, uh, the more you pick up those thoughts, those really creative thoughts on those very fine, on that very fine level beyond all the noise. And then you can act upon those thoughts uh, in a more creative way, in a more dynamic way, because the mind is clear. Because as you transcend, because the mind and body are interconnected as the mind Mm. settles down, the body also gains a very deep state of rest. So when you come out of meditation, the mind's a little more clearer, 
little more expanded after having experienced that more silent, unbounded state. And you are able to fulfill your desires, your creative thoughts more effortlessly, more easily. Do you have to do this meditation to transcend? Is that the best way to do it or are there other techniques? Uh, Well, my book, the first book I wrote is about how people throughout history have had the experience of transcendence Mm. because that state of silence, the silent level of our mind is within every one of the 8 billion people on the planet. And people throughout time, mystics, saints, writers, artists, athletes, have come across that experience and have written it in their poetry and in their writings. Often that experience was so profound, it transformed their whole life. But often they couldn't have that experience again. They would try to have it. And people have experienced it through other techniques. Mm. The reason why I like TM, Transcendental Meditation, is because it's a completely effortless technique. Right. And and it allows you, it like sets up the dive, but the dive happens automatically because the transcendent is a very joyous experience and the mind will go to that which is more pleasing automatically. How long have you been practicing this now? In November, I just celebrated my 50th anniversary. 50 years. Wow. 50 years, yeah. Now, it's a particular type of technique, right? And just refresh us. I know we discussed it more in depth in the um, previous conversation we had, but yes, you're using yes. a mantra more so in this meditation, are you Yes, not? yes. Yeah. There's two things with TM. One is a mantra and then the technique how to use the mantra. The mantra is a meaningless sound. It's not like a mantra, I want to be better, or, or, or a sound that has some meaning connected to it because if it had a meaning connected it would keep you on the level of thinking on the level of contemplation so this is a sound it's it's effect is in its soothing quality yeah there are sound they are sounds from the vedic tradition that have been used through time memorial and the teacher of transcendental meditation knows how to choose the right sound for you And then there's the technique of how to use the sound and that we can't learn it from a book. You do need to learn from a certified teacher of TM. And so on the first day when you take the course, it's a four day course, about an hour, hour and a half over four days. The first day you actually learn to meditate, you, you get your mantra and the technique how to use it. But in your very first day, you experience that transcendent a process and experience that level. What is that? What is that feeling like when you get that to that level beyond? I I, re, I still remember to this day my very first time I transcended. When I was eighteen, when I learned to meditate, and I I <laughs> before I learned to meditate, I was very social parties. It was the sixties. And I didn't think there was any way I could sit still quietly. But I do remember so clearly that when I, in my first meditation, just everything settled down. It was just so still. I just felt so still. 
But yet I was very alert to everything around me. I remember the birds singing. I remember just being subtly aware of the environment, but yet there is this profound stillness. So it's an experience that is, it's, we call it restful alertness. You're rest, you're completely, the mind is very still, but it's also very alert. And it's a, an experience of more wakefulness. You're awake, not just to the outer environment, but you're awake to your own silence, your own being. Mm. All the time, our attention is directed outward. Everything mm. we learn in school, our business, seeing our friends, all through every one of our senses, everything's outward, the music, the TV, the internet, friends. But with TM, we direct the attention inward and our senses become aware of silence itself. We can hear the silence. We can visually see the silence as a, uh, there are many different experiences over time and the experience matures over time. But in the beginning, it's a, it's a, an unbounded dark space. In time, people begin to see light flowing light, sparkling light in that space. They can perceive huge expansion, like they're as big as the universe. Many poets and mystics and in their writings over time have described transcendence like as big as the universe or a feeling one with all creation mm. or an experience of experience a pure love or it's, it flows like a river or they feel like they're in the stars and the galaxies. I, I have a quote, I think, in my book, a real, let's see if I can find it quickly, of Einstein, or let's see, describing it. Um, oh yeah, Ralph Waldo, em Ralph Waldo Emerson, can I read this to you? Yeah, please do. It, it gives a, he gives a very beautiful experience of it. This is in a, a excerpt from the Oversoul, and he says, "Within man is the soul of the whole, the wise silence, the universal beauty, to which every part and particle is equally related, the eternal one, and this this deep power in which we exist." and whose beatitude is all accessible to us is not only self-sufficing and perfect in every hour, but the act of seeing and the thing seen, the seer and the spectacle, the subject and the object are one. We see the world piece by piece as the sun, the moon, the animal, the tree, but the whole of which these are the shining parts is the soul. Mm. So the soul is just another name for the transcendent. Right. How long has this meditation been around for? Well, it's been around for time immemorial, but Maharishi Mahesh Yogi brought it to the West in 1958. So it's been taught, uh, so how many years is that? It's been taught for almost 70 years in the West. So you're a fairly early adopter of the meditation, aren't you? Well, yes, but there was a whole group that I started I in 1972, sure. and in the 60s, late 60s, it became really popular. You've heard the Beatles started, and 
Donovan and the Beach Boys, they were all in India with Maharishi. But it's really interesting. In those days, it was more of a fad and, and people learning. But now, these days, uh, especially um, with the pandemic, we had a program called Heal the Healers, and that, with that, which was to teach the first responders, the doctors and nurses. And now we're in 70 hospitals in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We have... We have uh, research studies in uh, at Duke University and several hospitals in New York, University of Miami, mm. with doctors and nurses. The Department of Defense has given millions of dollars for research with veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder. We've taught in schools and in with abused women and in the military and uh, several military academies. So now there's so much research behind it. It's gaining mainstream uh, adoption, not not acceptance, but adoption right. now, yeah. now. So that's really an exciting time. It's obviously got some some power behind the practice. I mean, what, what have you found with the people that you teach, because I know you're a teacher of it, uh, but with yourself as well and your personal experience, what, I guess, benefits have you found from this transcendence? Personally or with the people I teach? Both, both. I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some well, commonalities. It, it's interesting. Everyone's different and everyone's have different physiology. Like, we teach in prison, prisons. I haven't taught in prisons, but we've, and they're so stressed, but the contrast for them to transcend and experience that silence is such a great relief to their whole physiology. And then you teach someone who's very happy and easy and go lucky and that they enjoy it, but that contrast might not be so extreme. But what I find in people who learn just in generally is that they just feel more settled, they feel more calm, but in activity, they feel more clear, they feel less tendency to be reactive. They, there's a little more space between them uh, in their thinking, yes. if someone jumps at them, instead of being reactive, they can think, oh, I don't have to react. And they become a little more solution oriented to solve the problems. And I think in my own life, what I've enjoyed is more creativity. Yeah. I never th- I never thought of myself as a writer. After I learned TM, I started writing. I started writing poetry, and then I started writing songs. And it's just feels like there's just more of this spontaneous flow and you have to direct it. And for me, I direct it in the form of songs and, and, and music. So you and weren't poetry. really into the, the songs and poems before Transcendental Meditation? No, 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 I wasn't very academic at school. Oh. And uh, I love music. I took guitar lessons, but I didn't even make the school singing group. I don't really consider myself a singer. I have recorded lots of songs that are on YouTube, but I try to find people to sing my songs mostly, which I really enjoy doing. Mm. And uh, so that uh, that is my joy. But I also work, I, I work at the international level, the TM organization. We have a woman's wing, which we started 10 years ago. So I'm very involved in that, and so I'm involved in a lot of administration too. So it, in administration, in any work, there are challenges and dealing with people and meeting deadlines and yeah. all that kind of thing. And I yeah, feel it's stuff. given me 
more patience uh, to deal with those type of situations. Yeah, sure. well, the meditation certainly will, won't it? Will give you that again that 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 ability to have pause between breath and and thoughts and all that sort of stuff. Yes, 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 for sure. And interestingly enough, it grows over time. That calmness grows in activity and that clarity and there's a really interesting study it was done I think in Norway where they measured the brain waves of high performing executives high performing musicians high performing um well executive athletes Mm -hmm. and they found they found that they had more coherence between the uh, left and right hemisphere of the brain they weren't meditators they just were high performing adults uh, and what they found with practitioners of tm that over four or five years they developed that high performing um, brainwave coherence mm. it doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily become a great musician or a great athlete whatever is natural for them Become they become more effective at that coherence between the right and left hemisphere in the brain grows more and more over time and becomes more established. So we don't meditate just for the sake of the experience of meditation. We also meditate for uh, the growth in activity to Mm. be more effective. A lot of executives uh, teach it in their company. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Ray Dalio. He is one of the top hedge fund owners. He's been meditating since he was 18 and he has his whole, he offers it to his whole company. And it's interesting, a lot of our, you wouldn't know this, but a lot of people who are at the peak of their profession have been meditating for a long time, like Jerry Seinfeld since he was 18, Howard Stern, believe it or not, since he was 18. And then, of course, many musicians like Paul McCartney and Donovan have been meditating for years and years and years. That's cool. Eh? Some big names, obviously, getting into the TM practice. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's yes for sure, and it's nice because they're starting to speak about it more. I think a lot for many years they were just did it quietly, yeah. and now they're now they're coming out and speaking about it publicly. Well, wow. so how long do you meditate for and how often do you do it? Well, when one learns TM, one meditates for 20 minutes twice a day. That is found to be optimum. Uh, you meditate for 20 minutes in the morning. That gives you the energy and the clarity to get through the day. And then around the afternoon, you start to feel more tired. Yep. And then you have your afternoon meditation. And then that gives you that energy for the evening. I have a nephew who meditates. He commutes to New York and he meditates on the train on the way in and then he meditates on the train on the way out and he says that when he comes home instead of being tired he comes home and feels more refreshed does that make a noise when you meditate with the mantra like is that no 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 you can meditate on the you can meditate anywhere in the car in the airplane not while you're driving of course but uh in when I was flying here a couple of days ago to Florida, I med- I did my meditation on the plane flying here. Okay. I did it on the car on the way to the airport, and then at the last half an hour of the plane ride, I did it before arriving here. Right. Gotcha. And no, you're just quiet. People think you're sleeping or 
Just you just sit, look sitting comfortable. You don't have to sit in any position. You just sit comfortably, and so it's very. It comes in very very useful, especially it's a great use of time too when you're yeah, just sitting absolutely. on a plane. And have you ever done any type of meditation? I do uh, mindfulness meditation. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I sort of mix it up. Now I lie on acupuncture mats and do breathing meditation. Breathing. And how, what are the benefits of those for you? Um, well, the oxygen in the blood is apparently good. Good. Um, and yeah. I have seen that change. Um, and, yeah, it does calm me before the day. So I do that in the morning yes. generally. Yes, yeah. So, and and do, you do, po- yep. do you do podcasts as your full-time profession? No, no. This is my hobby. Oh, great. Okay. What's your full- – I'm interviewing <laughs> What um, is my, your full-time – My full-time profession is real estate. Oh, wonderful. So you have a yeah. – oh, fantastic. So we have a diverse range of interests. Well, the podcast, I get to interview people like you, which is great yes, for me and yes. great for them for the audience as well. Yes, uh, yes But, yeah, no, yes. real estate is my, my occupation. This is, oh, this is my hobby. I have a lot of realtors in my family, so I can relate yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. And, yes. and you talk about kindness. Um, have you got a new book coming out about kindness or – no, I wrote a song called "Be Kind." I Be can kind. play it for you if you want. Yes, and uh, it's it's done pretty well. It's got about seventeen thousand views on right. YouTube. Nice. And uh, and why did you write the song? Well, I wasn't planning to write the song. I wrote the song. It was interesting. My mother passed away a couple years ago. She she lived her full life, lived to ninety six, did really well. But the day after she passed away, I went for a morning walk on the beach and I was going over the dunes and some people were walking out and I smiled at them, said, good morning. They smiled at me and I'm sure they thought I was just, you know, happy going to the beach. And it just made me realize because inside, obviously, I was feeling very tender, a little raw with emotion. And it just was a reminder that you really don't know what people are feeling inside. Mm. And even for about three or four days, I almost felt a disconnect with my environment. Usually I just feel very happy, go lucky, and uh, talk to people. But the, for a few days, I just sort of felt like almost separate from everyone because there's a lot of emotions. And I kept thinking, gosh, no one knows what I'm going through. I wonder what other people are going through. And that inspired the uh, the song, the first lines are, you don't know if one is hurting, you don't know if one is in pain. What if his insides are churning with sadness of the pouring rain? And so it was just a reminder of the importance of being kind, being sensitive to other people, because people go through things. Even you just don't know, you do you? Know. Yeah. Yeah, people even you know well, they don't have to necessarily obviously some people really suffer and have real challenges in mm. life and you want to help them but still everyday people can feel delicate and sensitive and when you show kindness it can make all the difference in the world to mm. them can you bring that kindness into your meditation so I know some well, meditation they do you know practice kindness meditation things like that yeah the Buddhists meditation is a lot about practicing kindness in the tm uh philosophy 
when you think about it, what, what I'm going to ask you a question. What is it that keeps people from being kind, do you think? What stops them from being kind? Yes. It's probably a disconnect with the self. Um, That's one a, reason. And a pursuit for for their own survival, I suppose, if you look at it on a deeper scale. Survival of the fittest, yeah. I think another reason is stress. Because I think everyone's experienced in their life that you can just snap at someone, even in people you're really close to, your wife, your siblings, you can just snap at them because, Mm. and almost a lot of the reasons are because you're feeling some tension inside or they just have a way of triggering, especially family, something inside you. And it just, it, it, you snap and, and you don't mean to be, and afterwards you, you don't mean to be unkind, but, and afterwards you feel bad and apologize. Sometimes you don't feel bad. So if you're stressed intense, there's a greater uh, chance that you may not be kind to someone. Yeah. And also, and also um, a lot of the reasons why you're stressed is because you're tired or you've taken on too much responsibility and you can't handle it. And so you get all kind of discombobulated and you start getting upset with people. And interestingly enough, in that state, you're less effective, you're less coherent. Mm. And a lot of people think meditation, oh, if I become, meditate, I'll become passive and I'll be less effective in my work. But it's the opposite with TM. Maharishi often talked about do less and accomplish more, do nothing and accomplish everything, meaning settle down to that very quiet state, that deep silence, and then from then come out of meditation, you bring that silence, you bring that calm, you bring that clarity, and it's like pulling the arrow back to that silence and then shooting it, and then it'll be way more effective. You're more clear, mm. you, you don't snap at people, you're more effective. And in our day-to-day life, if we're tired, we just pull the arrow back a little bit and it's not very effective and we get we get short-tempered with our people, with the people we work with and our friends. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. And, well, I couldn't and agree so, more. I think finding that balance in life sometimes, you know, um, as a realtor, I'm very busy and, and often it's an excuse more than anything, I think where I work, 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 and don't give myself that yes. time. But realistically, yes. I can meditate in the morning. I can come into work at a reasonable hour rather than really super early. And I can finish early too, you know. Yes. Sometimes yeah. less is more. And if I meditate, exactly. I find that I'm, I'm calm throughout the day and I just don't take on as much because I don't think there needs to be all this stuff in my life now um, to have a, a happy life. Exactly. And also a lot of people who meditate they'll say they'll come home and they just feel they have all these problems and they're all tense and then they meditate and they realize afterwards what was I so upset about because they've gotten rid of that kind of layer of stress and that fatigue and or they come out with a solution as well and you bring up a really good point we do take on too much and there's that there's that axiom work harder or you know everyone it's almost like a who can work the hardest and take on as much and stay up late but there's that saying work smarter not harder yeah. and work and work smarter means 
having more balance, having more rest, and you'll actually get more done. And people who go away from on vacation come back with new ideas and they're recharged. So this is a way you can go on vacation twice a day, twice and, a day. And, and get, that lovely? get recharged. Where do, people, do people have to go online to, to do this? Can they do training online uh, or does it have to be face-to-face? Uh, they, they, the first day you have to learn t- uh, teacher, there's the U.S. website is tm.org, the main website, and then the women's website is tm-women.org. We have a very active organization in Australia. I'm not sure the Australian website. For some reason, I thought you were in California. Um, but you can just I wish. type in, nice. you can just type in tm.org and it, there's a place for countries and you can look up in your country and find a t- TM teacher near you. Yeah, nice. Near you nice. as well. So you should check it out. Guys, um, check out uh, how can people reach out to you and find out more about you and what you do? Is there a website that you've uh, got? Or? You. Yes. My website is uh, www.enlightenmentforeveryone.com. www.enlightenmentforeveryone. I'll stick that in the show notes. I'm just typing it in Thank now. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, my books are listed on there. My CDs are on there. And then some things about TM. There's a link to a photography website as well. <laughs> do do a multiple bunch of things in your in your creative endeavors. Yeah, yeah. That that's the, that's the fun. That, I mean, I love working of course with a team organization, but Yeah. When I'm when I'm doing music and writing that I'm just really floating. That that really is a high is a natural high in itself as well. What are you working on next? I have a new CD coming out, and I mm-hmm. have a poetry where the poems are all done. Uh, this friend of mine, who's an editor, is, is going to go through them. So just everything has its own own time. <laughs> Lovely, awesome, man. Nice to connect again. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to connect again to you. Well, let's keep in touch. And guys, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do 
everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden white. This is The Hidden White. My name is Lee Manutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.